This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, friends. We have the pleasure of interviewing Ashley Manta on today's episode. And Ashley wanted to give a quick little warning to you guys. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, We wanted to let you know that in this episode, we are going to be talking about sexual violence and trauma. And so although we don't get too, too into the details, if there's anything that might be triggering for you, please take care of yourself. Know that you can pause or stop or skip this episode entirely if it's just not your jam. But wanted to let you know because informed consent is everything. Hell goddamn yes. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ashley. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. It's almost like vomiting. Yeah, it's more of like a vomit <laughs> sound. But but you gotta make it sexier. Like you gotta be like like add the moaning so like the uh mm, 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 mm. see I, I, oh, oh she no. just oh, spit, Ashley. Mm, <laughs> It's uncomfortable to talk about sex, but sometimes it's important to get uncomfortable. Sex Talk with My Mom is the best mom-son podcast about sex. It's the only one as well. My mother is a cougar. My son is a clown. In a nutshell, my dad died, so my mother decided to create a YouTube channel all about sex, like all mothers do. And then my son decides to use my material in his stand-up comedy routines. And thus, Sex Talk with My Mom was born. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. We are chatting about sex twice a week. Mother and son. Yes, this is my real mother. Yes, we are separated right now in two separate places because of the coronavirus. And yes, we are inviting a guest on the show today named Ashley Manta. Who was asking all these questions? Everyone wants to know those logistics. You know, about, about the, yes, this is my mother, like, who else there are a lot of people that are, that are tuning in and saying, is this is this kid really talking to his mom? Do they live together? Does he live off of his mother and, and no. live in her, her den and, and sleep on her podcasting couch? I did offer you that one. That's this whole isolation thing happening. You did you generously offer out, that? And you said you'd rather die. <laughs> that was not a nice thing to say. I was being very generous and you saying, hey, I don't generous. want you to be alone. And what do you say? I, I'd rather die. That's very not, that's a, not a nice thing to say. That's unkind. I, I don't think I, I don't think I meant it so seriously. Okay. Well, it just, it, it, it just really did not appeal to me to be amid you and, and, and D's during this Corona time. Okay. Well, it's anyway. a high octane situation. We're very loud and very, um, very um, fast paced couple uh speaking of what's not fast paced what are you wearing you are like i only see like the top half of you right now we're, we're and zooming you're naked and you're I, naked i'm not naked understand. i'm wearing shorts all right well, no under no underwear underneath the shorts let me tell you uh but i am wearing shorts and i'm wearing a band-aid okay i don't even want to think of the last time you washed those shorts either well my my detergent is at your place which is a, a Quarantine. Oh, so you, so, have, so you have not washed any of your clothes. My sheets have not been washed in nine months. Uh-huh. It's so disgusting. Repulsive. I can't even sleep. And last night I couldn't sleep I because I was I, thinking I, how repulsive the sheets are. It is. And you just talked about how you masturbated for the whole last month. I, I'm, never, I'm so in my, never in my sheets. Are you kidding me? It's over the toilet, in and out, get it out. Get what it out are of you me. doing on There's your nothing, toilet? Nothing master- pleasurable the visual, about the whole- <laughs> The visual is horrible. Why? I don't want to know that at all. And neither did our listeners. What the fuck did you have to share that bit of information for? That is TMI. That is TMI. What are you doing on your you toilet? Can, uh, you're fucking visualizing me jizzing all over my goddamn sheets. Where did most it seem people like do? I'm fucking rolling around for nine months in the fucking in fucking cum laden sheets. <laughs> no, no. I, I I'm very respectful of my space. I just go to the toilet. I just come real quick in the fucking toilet oh. bowl and call it a day. Oh. I think we got to start this whole intro again. This is so what repulsive. What are you talking so, about? Why do people need to hear about that? That is not what they we're showing. For. What it really is like to live. Yeah, these you're days. you're not holding anything back, are you? Nothing to hold back, and Ashley Manta holds nothing back. 
which is Ashley a wonderful is segue. Incredible, by the she, way. I, I Ashley just can't was, even. She was named the ex, by XBiz in the 2020 Sexpert of the Year. Are this you fucking this, kidding me? This is our guest today. She's fantastic. She's, she is brilliant. I thought she was very bright. She, oh, she's, her, she's brilliant. Her, her work has been recognized in Forbes, the London Times, Newsweek, Huffington Post. She's been on Viceland. I mean, she's all over the goddamn place. And I'm very, I'm thrilled that she's taken the time to talk with us. Yeah, and, it really was a great interview. And we talked a lot about some serious subjects, some light subjects, well, like so, when she was a phone sex it's, operator. It's basically what she's known for is her understanding of weed. She considers herself a canosexual. She's probably the expert in how to combine cannabis and sex in the world. I can't tell you how happy I was when I heard about this and she's coming on our show. Yeah, so this we is, talk this about is what I've been talking about for a long time. We're talking about connecting weed and sex. How do you do it? We talk about tips on how to spark up your sex life if you're stuck in in Corona quarantine right now, which you Would probably you say are. That she and I were on the same page in most things. Oh yeah. We oh were, yeah. We were simpatico. We had the definite same wavelength about sex toys. I think she about, became your adopted daughter by the end of it. I, yep. There's another one. I got several now. But you should make a list. I'm adding her to my my daughter list. And then I have my, th- my one daughter, she's in the first place, of course, because she's my only natural what daughter. Are you, ranking your daughters right now? But I got other ones, and she's on she's on the daughter list. Well, she was also a phone sex operator, and she gives us some hot tips for phone sex. How do you like that? Uh-huh. She actually demonstrated on Zoom. Unfortunately, yes, did I. Yeah, yeah, but hers, I don't know if you noticed, she actually spit during her demonstration. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I know, I, I caught that. I caught that. You don't think I caught the spit flying out of her mouth? I caught that. It was, it was right. a, she got into character. She gives us a phenomenal tips. And I'm very excited to let you guys have this. And, and I'll just mention, I'll just mention this. We talked to her for about 15 minutes extra at the very end of the show. We reserved it for our Patreons, our Patreon Sneaky Freak family. We're very excited to deliver that because we find out some juicy shit that we're going to talk about later on in the show. Right, because we play our favorite game, which is Mom, Don't Ask That, and I ask it. Yeah, you asked it. All right, you want to sing about Mother? I do. And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and finding out about blowjobbies. Look at that. Yeah, that kind of worked. That did not work, Mother. What? All right, stay tuned. <laughs> Ashley Manta, a.k.a. The Canisexual, welcome to the show. Thank Woo-hoo. you so much for having me. I'm so pumped to have you. Me too. Uh, we've been trying to make this happen for a while, uh, mainly because my mother is a huge fan of weed. Excellent. And, and sex, and you are an expert in both these areas. It's a combo. <laughs> it's the wonderful Batman and Robin of duets here. I love it. It's true. It's like peanut butter and jelly and, and typically a, a crowd pleaser. <laughs> How did you become an expert in both these areas? So sex came first. I have been a sex educator for 13 years now, and I got my start doing sexual violence prevention education, victim advocacy. I was a rape crisis counselor. I worked at Planned Parenthood. So like all of the more pragmatic and also like challenging sides of sexuality was how I started. And I studied trauma and all sorts of things like that. And then I burned out, as one does when they're dealing when with really. Yeah, when you're just listening about traumatic stories every day, this, right? This All day to long. Me, this happened to me too, as a, as a school social worker. I would come home. Oh my god. Oh, so yeah. exhausted from hearing, you know, this, 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 and this all day, and then I come home. I couldn't even pet the dog. I was burnt out. It's so real. And so I realized if I wanted to be able to stay as a sexuality professional in any kind of sustainable way for a lifetime, I was going to need to pivot. And so I decided to focus more on the pleasurable side of sex. So I became a phone sex operator. No way. Oh, no way. Yes. Oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Hey, baby, how you doing? You want to take your clothes off and get comfortable? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you see the the movie Jezebel? I did not. it's, It's all about that. Ah, well, I'm going to have to put that on my Netflix queue. Yep. Were you always, like, very comfortable talking dirty and things like that? Or was it, it, like, a jarring experience (laughs) to get into it? It was tricky. I was not comfortable talking dirty for a really long time. 
And then I got progressively more comfortable, or I thought I did, and then I did phone sex for a year, and I was like, oh, this is like a master class in dirty talk and and learning about people's fantasies and the things that they're into. And it was so fascinating to be a no-limits phone sex operator and hear what people would request when they could literally request anything. Oh, Most commonly? Yeah. Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess the most common request? Wait, so there were mostly men that were calling or women? Or about both? Mostly men. Actually, I would say 99.9% men. I would guess they're asking to, to be complimented on their penis. Well, Interesting. Let me let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay, I'm guessing something different. Uh, gang bang. Gang bang. That was a uh, relatively popular one, but the most popular, most commonly requested was a sloppy blowjob. Really? Oh, interesting. Did you have to use your mouth or cheeks in a specific way? Oh yeah, I learned how to make deep throat sounds without anything in my mouth. Sometimes I would use a dildo if I wanted to really go whole hog, but Oh my god. Sometimes how- I didn't have any around. Do you have a tip for making a deep throat sound? Um, you got to really get into your throat and think about what it would feel like if your mouth was full of something. So like open up your mouth. Right, exactly. Just like that. But isn't it good job? Like it's, it, vomiting. Yeah, it's more of like a vomit sound. But isn't it? but you got to make it sexier. Like you got to be like like add the moaning so like the you gotta get the spit in there wait we just <laughs> saw you spit oh totally you're, well, you're you know like this, this is a new one for us make it real <laughs> you, you definitely made it real awesome i you know what Thank i you. would be the worst phone sex operator i would be like why would you want me to choke it's, this is supposed to be fun. Why would you want me to choke? <laughs> I would get deep into it. I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I tried to be very, you know, open to any number of things that maybe didn't turn me on. Actually, most of them didn't turn me on. But it was I kind of wanted to be a human, of, uh, a student of human sexuality in in this case like so you could detach what yourself. are people into yeah i yeah. could totally detach myself like i put on sex educator brain and i was like it's so interesting that you're into that like one of the guys who called was had like a heavy brooklyn accent and all he wanted was for me to say shit piss fart and fuck over no and over again way. until he came no way yes and make fart noises and literally i'm sitting there like what was your upbringing like that this is the thing that you're into no judgment. I'm just no fascinated judgment. by it. So like, where did that did come say, from? Did he tell you? Oh, I didn't ask. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got to be like that he was prevented from saying those words. Like, those were totally taboo growing up. Totally. Like, yeah. I, I love kind of delving into the, the history of people's fantasies. Like, I just this week figured out that some of my more taboo fantasies came from watching All My Children as a child. Oh, my God. I loved All My Children. I was addicted. That was my favorite soap opera. Right? That was my mom's favorite soap. So when I'm four. She's like parking me in front of the TV while she's watching her afternoon soap. And I got really into the uh, Dixie getting kidnapped storyline. Oh, wow. I remember that. Oh, my right? God. So, oh, my God. So kidnapping, being drugged, being like having a stalker. Like I eroticized all of that in my fantasies. I think all my yeah. children did that for people. Like, Cam, you realize that your first um, sexual. Yes. Yeah. My, I think my first boner was to all my children. It was. <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, that uh, is fucking Erica hilarious. Kane. Unbelievable that, that you both had this fantasy from all my children. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. this is where, you know, sex talk with my mom really shines because, yes. like, yeah. these are the conversations we get to have. I, totally. I'll never forget them. Sitting next to Cam, he's like, um, my penis is hurting. I'm like, what are you doing? We're watching like a heavy like makeout scene. With, I don't remember who it was, and maybe Erica Kane and Adam. Who knows? And of course, the, I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, but I remember Erica Kane and Adam. Yeah, I right. think you were getting more turned on than I was in this situation. No, you said your penis was hurting, meaning that something was going on there. <laughs> It wasn't. Thing. It wasn't like a rape scene. It was just a makeout scene. So even then, Cam was very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been weird as a five-year-old to go jump right to the, to rape mother. The rape fantasies. Uh, look, I mean, that's where I went as that, a four-year-old, exactly. snapping and stalking fantasies. So you know. But they say, <laughs> but they say the number one female fantasy is to be raped. 
Fantasy, not, totally. not reality. Con- consensual non-consent is a super, super common one. And it's one of mine for sure. So eventually you moved in. How did you move into this pleasure area? Okay, so the the phone sex was like the first kind of iteration of that. Then I got a job at the Pleasure Chest as their web manager. So I was rub, um, helping to run their online store, stocking putting products on the website, getting to know the manufacturers of toys and lubes, and that's how I've kind of cultivated a lot of my adult industry network. And then in May of 2015, because all of this is all sex, like none of this was cannabis yet. In in March of 2015, I named my rapist on the internet. Oh, wow. Wait, wait, and wait, wait. Back up, back up. When were you raped and what happened? Uh, when I was 13 for the first time, uh, the second time was college and after college and none of them were the same people. But oh um, the first time was the the most impactful one. Like I just had the 20 year anniversary of it. I'm so sorry. Last earlier this month, actually. So that was kind of a big like milestone. You but were on 13? I was 13. Oh, my God. Where where was this? What state? Pennsylvania. Yep. In this like bumblefuck town that I grew up in and it was somebody I knew and somebody I at least reasonably trusted and it it was really damaging for me um, as it is for so many people and so I kept it to my I didn't report it I never reported any of my assaults um, which is also very common for survivors and in 2015 I found out that he had also raped one of my classmates and when I found out that I was like Okay, I can't keep this quiet any longer because if there's two of us, there's more than two of us. Like there was not a doubt in my mind, and so I named him on my blog. Wait, was this person like older than you, or there's just your peer? He was sixteen, so I was thirteen. He was sixteen. So it was like a neighborhood friend, yeah, or a a neighborhood rapist. Jeez, (laughs) horrible. And so it turned out that like eight women emailed me with various stories of either attempted oh. or completed rapes by this guy. And oh, my God. none of them had ever reported it. Everyone thought it was only them, and a lot of people blamed themselves, or, like, he was very manipulative. Anyway, so... So so he said to you at the time, like, don't tell anybody or, or this is going to happen? No, he, he didn't even, like... It wasn't... It was acquaintance rape. It, it was very, like, coercive, not threatening. Hmm. Um, and, and so he did he didn't, he didn't even realize that he was doing anything wrong as he, he thought this was okay. Um, I mean, he, I can't speak to his mental status as you know, what he thought he was doing, but he was definitely predatory with me and a number of other women. Jeez. And so I, I have to believe that he knew that he was doing something wrong in just the way that he handled it. But Oy. he went to school and told everyone that we had sex consensually. So I got the reputation as a slut. Oh, blame oh the victim. God. Right? So, like, that kind of manipulation makes me think that, like, there was something much more nefarious going on. But be that as it may, doing the the naming of him on my blog sent me into a really intense PTSD flare. Um, uh. Which I should have expected if I lo- really think about it, but... I was in therapy. I had done so much work in therapy over the last, you know, 10 years prior, 15 years prior to cultivate resiliency and and help, like, understand how to, to navigate trauma. And so I thought I was going to be okay, and it just sidelined me. I had to mm. go on a leave of absence from work, and Pleasure Chest was amazing. They were so supportive. They gave me a leave of absence for, like, six weeks, and at the end of the six weeks, I still wasn't ready to come back, so I quit – um and I couldn't work. I couldn't leave my house. I could barely eat. I didn't oh think I would God. ever be sexual again. And the thing that helped me was cannabis. Oh wow. Cannabis was the thing that I used instead of Xanax. It was the thing that, you know, helped me have an appetite. It was the thing that helped me feel calm when I was like really, really having intense panic attacks. And eventually, it actually helped me to enjoy sex again. Um, the other piece of the story is that I had pain with penetration for a really long time. And Foria, which is a company that makes infused cannabis products um, for genitals, mm-hmm. that was the first thing I ever was able to use that helped me have pain-free penetration. And wow. so between those two things, I was like, 
I don't know anybody in the sex world who's talking about sex and cannabis, and I want to fill that void because this is a thing that we need to be talking about. We need to be talking about how it's helpful for survivors, how it's helpful for pain with penetration, how to navigate sex and cannabis in a really consent-focused way, and Canisexual was born. And how to have great orgasms using cannabis. Great orgasms using cannabis. And and great pleasure. You know, orgasm doesn't have to be the goal, although it is wonderful. That's why it's killing me during this time of isolation. I can imagine. Because, well, not, no, I have a boyfriend. It's not that I'm isolated from him, but I'm isolated from marijuana because it's supposed to be bad for your lungs during, you know. We should definitely talk about non-inhalation methods. Here's where I kind of want to direct this conversation because, you know, right now, see, uh, my friend was just telling me yesterday, she's like, I realize a lot of my thought process was like, I'm just going to put my life on hold during this quarantine. Like, we're all shut in. My sex life is going to be nothing. And I'm just going to accept it for the next several months. And I was like, and, and she was like, that's fucking bullshit. And I was like, I agree. That's bullshit. We got to figure out a way to revitalize our pleasure during this time. Totally. And so totally. I thought you were a perfect person to bring on the show for this. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, we've been thinking about you for a while. Ever since Cam said that there existed a uh, canisexual person, I'm like, please bring her on because I yes. love sex and cannabis. Um, but my problem is is that in, I know there's ways that you can uh, get that same feeling through edibles and things like that, but I don't like to do edibles mainly because I don't like something staying in my system for four hours or more. And uh, I like to regulate very closely how much I inhale and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So that's my problem. I also am a fan, though, of the, um, what, what's that stuff that, that you gave me, Cam? L- you know, the lube that it has um, some cannabis-infused lube. Right, like Foria or something like that. Or Oshat. Oshat, yeah. yeah. Anyway, nice. so my problem is, is like, you know, I still like that euphoria feeling of one, just one little hit. That's all. It's one mm-hmm. little hit. I hear that. And I have also been cutting back on inhalation because, you know, it's a respiratory virus that's going around. So I <laughs> right. want my lungs to be really, really strong. That's what I'm saying. I need to have every every ounce of protection. I don't want to kill any cilia. Absolutely. So uh, what I've been doing is I've been not smoking. Uh, if I do anything, it's vaping um, and not from a pen. Like I either vape flour in my desktop vaporizer or I do dabs. Uh, which is also a vaporization technique. Uh, now, that is not for the uninitiated. That is that is not <laughs> yeah. for the casual user. I happen to have a, a tolerance like an elephant. And so, you also have a dab machine? I have a nectar collector, uh, which is a, a glass pipe with a little kind of spout that sticks out the end. And uh, it looks like a hummingbird beak oh wow and you heat it with a blowtorch like you would with the dab rig um but instead of like the kind of bulky dab rig you just touch the tip of that little spout into your concentrates and it vaporizes them on contact and then you inhale it through the the glass pipe and it's really lovely it's very convenient i need a convenient dabber (laughs) it's good it's it's solid um although if you're a a one hit person you should not be dabbing i I, I think i I, I think yeah cam and i are definitely lightweights in this but, um, yeah, I have a bong that I bought once. It was a, a glass bong, and I have put it away somewhere. But I'm still nervous about the, the vapes or whatever going into my lungs. I get that. So. And, and I'm encouraging everyone to cut back on inhalation as much as possible, even with flower vaping or anything yeah. else. Like, it's just not the best time to be putting things in your lungs. So as a an alternative to that, edibles – are an alternative, but like you said, not everybody wants to be high for six to nine hours. <laughs> yeah. And the edible high is different than the inhalation yep. high because when you're in your stomach, um, the delta-9 THC, which is the thing that gets you high, actually converts into something called 11-hydroxy, which is a much heavier and more sedate, yeah. body-focused high. Wow. Um, and so that's not – I have found it's not particularly conducive to, like, getting things done around the house or, like, feeling motivated or getting, you know, any of that kind of stuff that you can do when you're smoking. So my antidote is tinctures, which it's similar to an edible in that you are swallowing it, but you put it under your tongue and you let it sit there for about a minute. And a lot of the cannabinoids absorb directly into your mucosa under your tongue, so it hits you a lot faster and it doesn't have to go through your digestive tract, so it doesn't turn into 11-hydroxy as much as it would if you were just straight smoking. Oh, wow. I think I got that from my mom, my 87-year-old mother who has Parkinson's. I think I got her that. 
Yeah, so one-to-one tincture. A tincture is kind of just like a dropper of liquid that you put under your tongue? Yes. Or a spray. So a, a tincture is either uh, an oil or alcohol-based solution that is um, has been extracted to include cannabinoids and hopefully terpenes um, if it's a full or broad-spectrum uh, extraction. And... I don't like I don't drink alcohol, so I don't like the alcohol based tinctures. I'm an oil girl. So I just put like a milliliter of oil under my tongue, hold it there. It doesn't taste the best, I'll be honest, but like wash it down with something, you know, water or juice or whatever. Have you I gotta, I gotta get me some of that tincture. Have you tincture. heard of uh like ca- cannabis drinks, like can? Yes, I have. I have heard of cannabis drinks. Um, you're going to run into the same issue as edibles with drinks because it's going straight into your stomach. But yeah. they're fine if if you like. I guess because drinks. it's so light that it it uh, it works well for me. Although I will say the next anytime I in, ingest weed at all, the next day I'm more depressed. Interesting. Isn't that strange? That is strange. It's not completely unheard of, but it's not common. Um, so if that's I'm not the case, a common maybe, guy. You're not. You you are an outlier, uh, which is awesome. <laughs> Maybe experiment with the various terpene pl- profiles or the amount oh. of THC in the products you're consuming. Maybe try to keep it under like 15% oh. and see if that doesn't give you like less of a, a hangover. Do you have a favorite weed? Um, That's a difficult question to ask. It depends <laughs> on what my, I'm going for. It's like asking like, what's your favorite type of porn? Right. What's your favorite sex toy? Like, well, yeah. it depends on what I'm doing. Um, and my favorite sex toy may be very different than your favorite sex toy because our bodies are different. And so for this me. Is a girl, this is a girl after my own heart right here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is my new best friend. Okay. Yay. I'm about we, we are We are so on the same wavelength on yes. all these toys, drugs, rock and roll. So we many options. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, my background is philosophy. I have a master's degree in philosophy. So, like, nuance is my jam. When people are like, what's the best strain for sex? I'm like, I can't tell you that. Like, there's, I have so many follow-up questions. And even then, I wouldn't be able to give you a specific one. I could just generally point you in the right direction. Wow. I like when people ask me, what's your favorite position? I mean, it really depends on the person. Right? right? Like, and my mood. Exactly. My mood for sure. So, okay. What is a terpene profile? Okay. Great question. So, Cannabis, the plant, is made up of different compounds, including cannabinoids like THC, CBD, and what have you, and terpenes. And all plants have terpenes. That They're the things that make plants smell the way that they do. So lavender, when you smell lavender, the thing that you're actually smelling is a terpene called linalool. When you um, cut open an orange, the smell that you're smelling, that citrusy smell, is a terpene called limonene. I like the word linalool linalool it's kind I, of fun I, it like I rolls off lavender. the tongue linalool <laughs> I, i'm eating some linalool right now so, so it's it's basically the, the scent it's the scent it's it's basically aromatherapy for weed so gotcha. if you think about like lavender is supposed to be kind of soothing and calming there is some evidence to suggest that um cannabis plants that have a higher concentration of linalool might be a little bit more relaxing Oh, wow. Wow. So there is some validity to aromatherapy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I've been fucking, uh, what is it called? Diffusing all sorts of essential oils over here. I don't know if, it has any, if there's any reason for me to be doing this, but I like that. I like the smell. It's I feel good. calming. It's really good to follow your nose when you're choosing cannabis products. If you smell flour and you're like, oh, God, no, I don't like that at all. Don't smoke it. Oh, interesting. Your brain, your the nose knows, you know, your oh, body wow. chemistry. The reason part of your sense of smell is to make sure that you don't poison yourself. And so things that smell bad to you are tend to not work well with your body. Whoa. Oh, I never knew about, that. What about the blue cheese situation? I'm allergic to blue cheese, so I don't know. <laughs> but most blue people grow a, up hating blue cheese and the smell but it's of blue an acquired. cheese is horrible. But it's acquired. You know, yeah. So exactly. how do you know some of these weeds are not necessarily I mean, it's not like it's going to poison you. So if you want to lean into (laughs) developing your palate in a certain way, you can absolutely do that. Um, Because I love that the ones that smell like um, cake, you know, like there was one that I was using all the time. Yeah, sugar cookie or yeah, I like all those. And then there's one that was blueberry, you know, and that really tastes good. I like it. 
See, I grew up on where we didn't get any kind of selection. You just get the bag of weed. You're so excited. You weed. That's you how I grew up. I'm 33. And like when I was in Pennsylvania, you went to a dealer and they had weed or no weed. There were no <laughs> right. strains. Like. And mine were full of like little. First, we had to like get rid of the sticks. It was like a whole process. And we had to get all oh, the yeah. seeds out. I never even, I haven't seen a weed seed in ages. And if I did, I'd plant it. A weed seed. <laughs> a weed seed. Are you growing weed over there? Oh, I, that might be an illegal question. Is that illegal? I have a medical card, so I could grow up to six plants. But actually, and I think now that it's recreational in California, you can actually grow plants on your own also. I am not. I'm a terrible grower. Uh. Like, I, this, this is the first, I'm, I'm holding up for people who can't see. Um, I'm, <laughs> this is the first plant I have not killed. And oh, it's plastic. Nice. Ever. Is no, it it's plastic? normal. No. It, it's a regular <laughs> plant. But, like, I tried to grow weed two summers ago, and it was so pathetically bad. Like, I felt like I was doing a disservice to the plant by trying to grow it. Like, I was disrespecting the cannabis plant by, like, how bad I was at growing it. Uber loop to save the day. The world is in a very weird place right now. We got to maximize our pleasure. There's no better way to do that than Uber Lube, the best lubricant on the market. As you all know, it is my favorite lube on the market. It's a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-friendly ingredients. It's just silicone with a little vitamin E. You're going to have a velvety finish that actually moisturizes the skin. And it's great for all kinds of play. Like what, mother? Oh, vaginal, oral, or anal. <laughs> I got to tell you something, Cam. A lot of my friends, especially as we get older, we need a little help in the dryness area. And this Uber Lube is just the perfect thing to do. Well, let me tell you something, mother. Some of my friends also have some dryness issues. And, you know, my dick is dry most of the time. <laughs> and I'll tell you something. Uber Lube has simple ingredients that make it widely used by anyone with people with sensitivities to other lubricants. Doctors recommend Uber Lube as their go-to solution for patients. There's no flavor. There's no scent. You're not sticking your dick in a fucking thing of <laughs> chocolate. It's also latex compatible, so it's safe and effective to use with condoms. You can put it in the water, fuck around in pools, lakes, and tubs. I think this is going to be a game changer for you. And right now, you sneaky freaks, they're offering Sex Talk With My Mom listeners a special offer of 10% off and free shipping when you use our code MOM at uberlube.com. That's 10% off and free shipping. Use the promo code MOM at uberlube. That's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com. Switching gears a little bit, do you have any recommendations for people that are isolated? Say they don't have a partner at home. Are you okay? speaking for yourself right now, Cam? Uh, no, not a. You know, I just happen to be in that situation. But <laughs> he's always trying recommend? to get a little free free therapy here. I just want to know what what do you recommend for people who want to you know heighten their pleasure, not let their libido fall into the trash while in quarantine. So step one is masturbation. Cultivating a pleasurable relationship with yourself and your own body is crucial. Um, I, orgasms I not, are... I have not masturbated in two weeks. since. To, <laughs> what are you waiting for? The world no, is no. on fire. I, I, I think because the world's on fire, I, the libido is completely shot. I'm hearing that from a lot of people, especially my clients are saying like they are feeling very cut off from their sexual interest right now. And that's normal. That's, yeah. that's very typical of people... I happen to be an outlier in this situation. When I'm stressed, all I want to do is fuck. Yeah. Thankfully, my boyfriend lives six blocks from me. And so oh, he comes shit. over and we're we're isolating. He lives with his wife. We're non-monogamous. He lives with his wife. And they're only seeing each other. And he's only seeing me. So we're in this like oh, you triad. Got you got a close pod. pod. Yeah, we got it, a closed it, pod. It's um, exactly at least for like the duration of the virus. Like typically he is the sluttiest slut that ever slutted. And I love him for it. But um, right now, he's his options are more limited. And thank God, because I would be such a grumpy bitch if I wasn't getting laid. <laughs> Holy shit! I it does I it a, makes you feel much much better. Well, you don't it does. Well, you can just masturbate and get that same oxy oxy You can. I mean, it, oxytocin. It's, yeah. You have to make do with what you have. If all you have is yourself, then you can absolutely make that work. I am definitely a touch person. Like I get all of my. A lot of my needs met from touch, and I don't have a pet, and I don't have a roommate. So otherwise, if I was not getting laid, I would be totally touched, uh, touch deprived. I am so touch deprived right now. I, I, it's amazing. I never even realized I was a touch person, and now I'm just 
I, I, I want to just touch. I'm touching my plants. Right? <laughs> you you could touch I'm your plants. You could have a whole over here. Annie Sprinkle inspired ecosexual experience with your plants. That's yeah. a thing. The other I thing mean, you could do. Um, I so I'm a body sex facilitator. Uh, I was certified by Betty Dodson last summer to do. Oh, wow body sex retreats and so on sunday they organized an entire zoom call of the body sex leaders there were like 25 of us on this call everybody was naked and masturbating no it was way. the fucking best and i was like oh you know my what? god this is a thing we need to do i'm and so now i'm like this today i've been scheduling uh zoom threesomes for my boyfriend and i and like i'm trying to put together like a canisexual orgy I'm like, you know what? We can do this. We can absolutely fucking do this. Okay, so oh, what does boy. this look like? Oh, like boy. When you're oh, having, boy. say you're you're cybering with this other third party. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is that not awkward? Yeah. What's going on there? So I'd only ever done one Skype threesome before, before ever. I've only ever done one Skype threesome. And what happened was my friend and their lover were <laughs> rolling on Molly and they were like, hey, you want to jump on Skype and have a threesome with us? And I was like, all right. So they set the camera up so that they were both in the frame. And I was also on camera. And so they could see me, like, much like you would with a Zoom call where you're – but it was set back on the bed. And we did a couple of different variations. One was, like, I would suggest things for them to do and then they would do them. Like you used to do in the pool with, like, the dolphin trainer. Like, okay, go get this. Okay, go – you know, do a flip. Yeah. that. But with sex. <laughs> so it'd be like, oh, yeah, like suck his cock. Oh, yeah, fuck her in the ass. You know, that kind of stuff. Okay. That's and a great move. sometimes Ashley, like. Ashley, what yes. zodiac sign are you? I'm a Taurus. Oh, my God. I was going with Aries. You're a wild chick. <laughs> I'm actually an Aries cusp. Um, I'm April go. 21st. So I'm right on the edge. I call that, that one. Yeah. All right, All right go back, back, to, back, back to the sex next, techniques. Yeah. Okay. So so you could do the, like, the third person calls it out. You could also do um, the third person, the one who's away. Or if it's everybody's in different spots, this could also be a thing where uh, one person masturbates and the other two dirty talk to them or coach them through it. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and Cam, so, you got to do this. Cam, you got to find a couple to do this with. This is perfect for you. How about just one? One is fine. <laughs> one, one would be fine. Yes. It, it, well, actually, maybe you just first... by myself would be fine. Yeah. Maybe you start. <laughs> Go with zoom this. yourself. <laughs> start an OnlyFans. Charge for that shit. Be like, I'm going to start masturbating now. Y'all pay me. Do you know, I, I've actually I've masturbated in front of the mirror before. And it's actually very, it, it's, it, it heightens my arousal. It's I, super hot. I don't know if that's narcissistic of me that I'm looking at myself. No, not but even a little. Why that's is a good that thing. Narciss- Jesus. But I, I think it's pretty. I think that's it. That, why are you la- smiling like that, Bob? Well, how could it possibly be narcissistic? Because she does it too. <laughs> oh, I've definitely masturbated in a mirror. That's like, that's like basic kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbating in a mirror is, is a, imperative. Okay. It is really important. And a lot of people that I've said that to are like, oh, my God, I couldn't masturbate in a mirror. Like, what? I'd see all my things and my stuff. And, oh, my gosh, that would be so intense. And I encourage oh. people to do that. I think it's really healthy. And I encourage people to just sit naked in front of the mirror and, and gaze upon your body and, and touch yourself in just ways that feel good. It doesn't even have to be explicitly sexual. But, like – run your hands over your collarbone and over your chest and all of those kinds of things and just explore. You know, this is such a time, and I think I heard you saying this on your live stream the other day, but this is such a time to really, like, let your freak flag fly, right? Yeah, it, why it, not? Like, you, we're at the end of the world a little bit, or so it feels, and right. I think co- things come into perspective, like, oh, we really are only here for so long. You know, I don't think everyone's going to be dying, hopefully, in this pandemic, but... You know, eventually our lives will end. We yeah. might as well in- enjoy our bodies in these moments because that's all we really have. Right? Isn't I, that what? Isn't that what your uh, the guy that you met when you were on that in Spain or whatever? Didn't, didn't that old man? You said what? Any words of words of advice? Yeah, use your penis before it falls off is what he told. Yeah, me. there you go. That's what yeah. I have to tell all my friends. I got my Damn. friends are in the fifties, sixties. They're not. They're not having sex. I'm like, what the fuck? You're that whole thing. 
is going to, your whole body is going to forget what to do. And if you don't, <laughs> you, lo you don't use it, you're going to lose it for crying I, out loud. I, I was feeling this way. I woke up the other day. I was like, man, I'm going to spend most of my 31st year of life in isolation. In <laughs> captivity. I got to make the most of this shit. This is definitely the time to share those deep, dark, taboo fantasies, really explore the depths of your depravity. Like, my boyfriend and I have up-leveled our dirty talk and fantasy life so much in the last few weeks because I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. This is not the time to be bashful. This is not the time to be, like, marinating in shame while I'm, you know, squirreling away my most vivid desires. Like, fuck that shit. Now is it. the time. I wish I had someone like Ashley when I was like in my early 20s. <laughs> when I first got married, I was like, the most we did was like, you know, read a dirty book together. Oh, wow. You know? And even that was like, oh, this is a little embarrassing. And so, now. That's a good it, way to start, honestly. Uh, yeah. But I mean, that was, we were probably the wildest of all our friends. <laughs> <laughs> how how do you recommend someone to broach this topic either with, this, you know, someone that they are just starting to meet online or you know, maybe even with a partner they don't typically have this conversation with. The fantasy talk, I would say if you're listening to this, you can use this podcast as your conversational impetus. Boom! That's oh, it. Oh, yeah. Hey, I was Good call this, there. Ashley recommended a little sexual. sex talk with my mom. Yeah. You know, like I was listening to this episode. They had this wild sex and cannabis chick on, and she said some shit, and it made me think, and what do you think about this? I, I have that. an idea, as Reed Mahalko likes to say. Yeah, and a lot I of like my friends too. often say that they'll bring up my podcast on their first or second dates to just broach the conversation of sex because it's a natural segue. My friend does this craziest thing where he talks yes. to his mom about sex twice a week. What do you right? think about sex? Yeah, I love Actually, being. What, what is the your relationship? What is your relationship with your parents as far as talking about sex? My dad listens to every single podcast episode that I'm on. So, wow. hey, dad, thanks oh, for dad. listening. Um, he watches all my videos. He come like he came to New York City in September to see me speak at the Sex Expo in Brooklyn, and he hates New York City, but he wow. came. Oh, that's so sweet. He's you so got a proud supportive. Papa. I am very, very grateful. Um, my mom and I don't talk at all because she's been a really toxic presence in my life. And so oh, I'm wow. like, you know what? Sorry. I don't need all of that. But even now, like, we have not talked in, it's 2020, almost four years. And even now, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should call her. You like, absolutely oh. should call her. Absolutely. You know it's going to require a lot of boundaries. Like, yeah. and, and so, you know, to, to make this more broad, this is the time to kind of reexamine grudges and, and issues uh -huh. and also set up boundaries in ways that feel good. Like what my mom needs yep. to understand if she wants to have a relationship with me is that I don't think of her as a parent. She's a mm. shitty parent. She has not been good for me as a mother. But if she wants to have a relationship with me human to human without the kind of like, I'm your mother, I deserve this and that. Like if she can let that shit go and just treat me like a person, we can talk. But she can't be on this, like, I'm your mother. I deserve this and that. Because that doesn't work for me. Like, you were a mm. shitty parent. You got to get over that. <laughs> that's a, And that's a hard thing to communicate. I would be scared out of my fucking mind if I had to say that to your mother. <laughs> if you said that to me, I'd fucking kick your ass. Um, <laughs> no, you know what, Ashley? Uh, I, I always think, like, this is the time to let – because if you don't do this – and something, God forbid, happens to one of you, you'll never, you know, you'll never forgive yourself and like not even trying to yeah. make some sort of a, um, a resolution, you know, to somehow resolve it and just make it peaceful as opposed totally. to, you know, closing the door completely. So, and you always have me if you ever want to talk. I appreciate oh. that. I It's been weird to like not have a strong mother figure in my life for most of my life. And so I find that like, I really gravitate towards women who are, you know, older than I am, who have that kind of motherly energy. Cause it's really nice to have that kind of nurturing in my life. Cause I'm usually the nurturer. I'm the one who takes care of yeah. everyone. I've been, you know, the parent in my life since I was 12. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the mommy here. Mom, mother to all. But Thank you know, you. we did some meditation recently. Um, and Trudy, Trudy Goodman. Trudy Goodman. I felt very like she could be my mom. Like even though my mother's alive, and but my mother's you know ill, so she can't really be the mom figure anymore. Kind of mm -hmm. role reverse for sure. But when I was listening to Trudy, 
she felt very, it felt very good to feel that motherly feeling again, even though I'm a mom too. And don't, you know, like you said, I, I'm usually doing the nurturing. It's nice to feel that. Isn't it is. I, I, can't, I can't believe how often we think of like, I think we devalue the significance of having relationships with older people. I think, you know, it's how do you go about life just with friends your own age and you never are looking at the people who are like years and years wiser than you or years and years less than you that have a different yeah. type of wisdom. Yeah, it's so I, important. I found, yeah, I, I give up the boundaries of age all the time. And most of the time I'd rather hang, and ever since like you guys were teenagers, I'd much rather hang around you as, than than some of my friends i'd rather hang around the younger people they bring a different energy um it's such an interesting time that i've actually been delving into like all of my kind of deep-seated issues so like the thing that my boyfriend and i are dealing with right now is money our his stuff about money my stuff about money and our collective stuff about money but that led me to reaching out to one of my uncles and being like what was it like when your parents were kids what did they do what were their jobs like they both grew up through the depression. Like, what were? How did that shape them? And I've been doing that with a couple of different family members, learning more about my grandparents and great grandparents. And that has been such a fascinating family history that I didn't have growing up. Like, we just didn't talk about those things. And so now to get to ask those questions while people are still alive, like it, it's that knowledge transfer of handing down stories from generation to generation that like we kind of stopped doing in our generation. You're right. Yeah, totally. A little family tree action. Yeah. So now it explains a little bit now, like when you were going through your rape thing, did you go to your mom and dad and, and or did you not have that? I mean, I, you said you didn't go to them, but I'm saying, did you think about going to them or you didn't have um, a relationship with them? I was more concerned that I would get in trouble because I was somewhere that I wasn't supposed to be when it happened. Yeah. And so that was part of it. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was 12. So that was the other like oh. kind of quasi-contributing factor. Like I was much less supervised once they yeah, got this divorced. A, this is a perfect storm. It was a totally a perfect storm. Now, <laughs> my dad has since apologized profusely for this particular reaction. But I did tell him something along the lines when I was like 16 or 17. Like there was an assault and this happened. And um, – he realizes now that this reaction was not the right one. But what he said at the time was like, oh, well, you know, it could have been worse. So like, at least he wasn't holding a knife to your throat. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, damn. Oh, he should yeah, have kept yeah, that yeah, little yeah. thought to himself. But like, nobody knows that it's certainly not, you know, my dad who grew up in, in you know, a very different time in a very different world, like, wouldn't have known that that was not the right thing to say to a survivor. Like, I'm sure that he was trying to be reassuring and really express, like, his gratitude that I was safe and yeah. not, like, harmed deeply physically in, in, a, in that kind of violent way. Mm-hmm. And even those words fall short. Like, it, no, but it, it was it's harmed like, and it was violent. Things but, could like, be worse. Yeah, like, things, things could be worse. Things basically. could be worse. It's that a doesn't very make a stoic, better. like, 80s attitude, right? But It is. Um, it's a weird attitude, but, I mean, I, I don't think I would have reacted that way. I'm, I'm fairly certain I'd go beat the fucker up. <laughs> Just, like, I'd go hunt you know, him down in my mama bear funny. mode. I would do that. That was never the reaction that I got any of the times I was assaulted from any of my family members of, like, I'm going to kill this person. Um, and Not like kill, said, like, but maim. Or not kill, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I, I want to harm this person. Um, and, you know... I have long since forgiven my dad and like good for you and we're cool like I love him dad I love you if you're listening to this it's fine but you know that's only to illustrate that like sometimes even people with the best intentions say the really wrong things when people disclose Um, my mother my mother actually blamed me for the second time I was raped she was like well you were drinking what did you expect to happen I was like And that's because she has her own stuff from her own traumas that Mm. she has not dealt with. So if she blames herself, she has to blame me because that's how we perpetuate the cycle. And, like, I get – it's weird to get it. Like, I'm a sex and relationship coach and a trauma – they're, like, trauma-trained practitioner. Like, I see what she's doing. I see the patterns. It still fucking hurts. But, like, I get it. Yeah. It is – I I can imagine in in those situations that are, like, so loaded – like in a moment where your daughter is telling you that this terrible tr- tragedy has occurred, it is it's so loaded that there's no the rational brain is probably taking a back seat to their 
gut reaction. Yeah. In, yeah, you're and right. that gut reaction is fueled by their whole history of you yeah. know, absolutely. Yeah, no, I wasn't talking to my mother at that point. I was talking to her 15 year old or 17 yeah. year old self. Right. Who blamed right. herself for what happened to her. Like, yeah, I get yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. I know. We, still, don't get, you know. we don't get a training no, I, manual. I, I, I totally feel where you're coming from as well. It, yeah. But it, that is, yeah, that's a shitty situation. People, people need training manuals. I'm, uh, I, I don't do. even know. First of all, I don't think anybody should be allowed to get married unless they go to couples counseling first. Fully agree. And secondly. Ditto with kids. No. <laughs> yeah. And, and secondly, you should not be able to have kids until you read the training manual as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's like crazy. And people that get mad because, you know, parents don't know what to do. But really, parents don't know what to do, especially don't if they don't have good role models. And nobody knows what to do. Like, I've had friends also say, like, problematic things. And so one of the things I try to do as an educator is be like, okay, so someone discloses to you. How do you handle it? Let's yeah. talk about that. Here are some things to say. Here are some things to definitely not say. You know, this is not the time to play detective. You don't need to know all the details. You don't need, to, you know, like let them be the the one who's taking the lead in the conversation. And you're just mostly there to listen and to say, thank you so much for sharing with me. How can I support you? Uh, how is this shit? This shit needs to be taught in schools. Like from yeah. a young age, we should learn how to communicate with with compassion like this. Could That's not agree key. more. Yeah. Well, and I like what you're doing with um, talking about money because I thought communication was the leading source of divorce, but it's not. It's money. Oh, money for sure. And communication also. Communication about money and everything else. <laughs> but but yeah, it, money shit is really, really insidious and it brings up all of your worst impulses, I found. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now when, you know, it seems like money is tight. Money is tight and people are fearful of what will happen in the future. Oh, yeah. my Lord. I can imagine. And how will they get money to buy weed? I mean, there's a lot of issues how here. How will they get money to buy weed? Do you have any tips for people having these financial strains and or having financial strain and trying to figure out how to communicate with their partner who they're probably living with and being quarantined with night and day? So I can help them with communication. Money is not my area. I'll be really honest, like in terms of how to spend more wisely or save or navigate like financial instability. That is that is not my area. Thankfully, my boyfriend has a degree in economics in in addition to computer science. So that helps. But for the communication piece, the key really is to stay over your emotional center of gravity. If you start to feel yourself getting heated if your heart starts beating fast, if your chest gets tight, if your face gets flushed, that is the time to call a timeout and yeah. take a break and everybody like go do something else for 15, 20 minutes and then come back if you so choose. Having a sex or relationship coach or a sex therapist is a great thing to have right now while you're navigating all of this because we're dealing with things that we've never had to deal with before. Being in close quarters, you know, dealing with boundaries and work from home, stress and all of that. But like the most helpful tip that's kind of broad to give is get curious instead of getting critical or defensive mm. so if you, you are a good little therapist there ashley i like that you. one uh i'm just a sex coach you know i'm i'm, I'm doing my damn <laughs> i had i had a therapist once who would literally she was an uh, older woman i don't remember how old she was but she was older and she had a little problem with her throat but every time she would i would ask her what do i do in this situation that she'd say Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. I mean, she literally starts singing from my, I think that was Sound the King of Music. And I. The King and I, okay? King and I, you're She's right. Singing. Getting to know you're you. You're so right. Me. Getting to know and you is King with and this, I. With this trachea issue, but oh you know God. what? That's what she's saying. Get curious. Ask questions. Don't assume. Yeah. And, don't and, assume and don't take anything personally. Hello oh there, my goodness. Don Miguel Ruiz. Yes. You know what I'm talking about, the four agreements? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the yes. number two and three you just mentioned. Yeah. Well, do okay. not take. I, these are phenomenal tips. If people if people wanted to find your work, first of all, can they work with you directly? Yes, please. That would be great. <laughs> How do they get in touch with you? You can email me, ashley at ashleymanta.com or visit my website, ashleymanta.com slash coach if you're looking for coaching. Uh, I have my own podcast, Elevated Intimacy, which you can find at elevatedintimacypodcast.com or my online courses, which you can find at elevatedintimacy.com. And then you can just find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on, uh, at Canisexual on Instagram and at the Canisexual on Twitter. 
hit me up. I would love to chat with you. I'd love to set up a session. All of my stuff is through Zoom with my clients. I take PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, you know. Love need. it. No, you, you can't guys, pay me. And you're you gonna can't be, pay my... You're going to be inundated with this, Ashley. People are going to be knocking your doors down. Yes, please. I your am virtual actually doors. really wanting to build up more of a client base right now. So I'm offering sliding scale because I know that money's tight for people. So if you happen to be flush right now, please pay at the top of the scale. But if things are tight, like I have as low as $88 an hour, which is like less than half of what I usually charge. So Where do you come up with 88? What, what was that? Because I'm a witch <laughs> and 88 is a magical number. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. I like oh, it. I like that a lot. Well, well thank anyways, you very much for coming so on the show. Incredible. Yes. Thank you. I, I have a lot of weed questions, so we, we should stick around and do a little Patreon bonus episode. For yes, that. let's do it. And we have one final question for you, which mm-hmm. is, have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa? I have walked in on a parent having sex, both parents at various points, and I quickly <laughs> turned right the fuck back around and walked out of the room apologizing, uh, and very little else was said about it. <laughs> that is hilarious. And did yes. they walk in on you ever? No, I was really good at being stealth. They did walk in on me masturbating when I was little, but- um, To all my children? To all my children, exactly. Yeah. Damn, um, that Erica Kane. That is so fucking hilarious. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, Ashley. Yeah, Thanks for thank having me. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Ashley Manta, the canisexual. I certainly did. Yeah. I, I, you adopted I her a, into the family. Yeah. She's my kindred spirit, though. She know, She's so like open and free about everything. There's nothing you can't talk to her about. Is there not a better time to have that mentality than right now? Oh, yeah. You know what? She was the perfect person to experience social isolation podcasting with. I completely agree. And let me tell you something. If that wasn't enough for you, we did a bonus patron episode with her that was one of our favorites to date. We played Mom Don't Ask That. And we asked it. We asked one question that prompted a little uh, a little exploration and, uh, and hearkening back to Nina Hartley. Oh, wait. A, you know what? What? You said it was going to be a teaser. You, that you is a just, teaser. There was no teaser. I didn't give any was... information. I didn't give any All information. Right. I just said it involved right. Nina Hartley. That's fine. Okay, but now they know. They don't know shit about what she talked about. All right, okay. Well, anyway, right. it was You can listen funny. to the rest of it at patreon.com slash sextalkwithmymom. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You little sneaky freaks. That's our family over in the Patreon section. We also wanted to announce that we have a very exciting update. We are launching a merch store. Oh, yeah. You know, in the past, we had just one one shirt. Now, you can buy whatever the fuck you want with our designs. We got, <laughs> we're going to have four sick-ass designs, and you can put them on T-shirts, affordable T-shirts, $20 T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, anal beads. Oh, I don't know about the anal beads. Yeah, I don't think they sell anal beats yet, but hopefully they will one day. So that's launching Thursday, April 9th. If you're listening to this episode past that point, go right now to sextalkwithmymom.com and check out our new merch store. And finally, if you want to help support the show, we really appreciate taking five seconds. It costs you no money. Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash mom. That's in the show notes of this episode. And you can learn how to leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. We would appreciate if you do that. It helps everybody find us because we, you know, don't just hog us to yourself. I wanted to read one from Amanda H. 2019. You ready for this review? I am. I look forward to my commute home every Monday and Thursday. Absolutely one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. I actually now have my own mom listening who lives eight hours away, and it's now our thing together to talk and laugh about. That's so cute. We love this crazy dynamic and can relate to both, me being Cam and my mom relating to Karen. You guys are amazing, and thank you for showing us that this relationship is normal and way more fun. Hell goddamn yes. Oh, my God. I love that. Amanda I, I, I H. Amanda Are you and mom. Freaking kidding me. Yeah, this and the great. mom. A shout out to the mom. I, I'm Miss, always shouting H. out to the moms. Because you know Miss what? Miss H and her daughter. If, if she's anything like me, she might not be the most techie girl, but once she gets it, she's she's a true and loyal fan. Well, thank you very much for this sweet, sweet review. You made our day. Thank you to everyone who's joined our Patreon. 
who's checking out our merch store and who's leaving oh. us for reviews and who's sharing because that is the key. Don't spread Corona, spread the podcast. Exactly. If you keep it to yourself, nobody finds out about us and then we can't have the podcast anymore and we'd be sad. But guess what, guys? I have a book coming out. It's called Fuck Games, Date Cougars. It'll be out on Amazon soon. So definitely check it out. I know you all want to hear about my adventures as a cougar in the wild. Who doesn't? Of course. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you very much. And now I think this is the time you're supposed to be singing now. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you you sang them out way too early last time. Well, let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and having fun in uh, isolation ease. Isolation. Mom, this is not a way. I mean, I guess this is considered a way to rhyme, but it's it's kind of bullshit that you just add ease to the end of any word. I don't like the of. pressure. I think that I, I, I need some help. If All anybody right. wants to help me, give me some tips on how I can rhyme better. Please, guest text mamas. Let me know. That's our phone number. Yes, text mom. Get in touch. We love you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.